Someone asked me the following question. A person who uh, needs to get exercise, because everyone needs to get exercise, and uh, he has problems with his knees. So when he exercises on dry land, it's very, it makes an impact on his knees and it's not good for him. So his doctor recommended that he go swimming a lot. And he has access to a pool. He uh, learns in the yeshiva that has an indoor pool. So he has the ability to, uh, to, uh, to swim all the time. And uh, he finds that as he goes swimming, first of all, it's very hard to keep track of the amount of time that you're in a pool. Like, you know, you swim and you swim until you're like totally out of breath. And then like you look at your watch and you were there for four minutes. And like, so he, he needs to keep track of time a little bit better. Okay, that's one issue. The other issue is like, he's, you know, normally when a person exercises, they're listening to something, they're watching something, they're doing something, they're talking to somebody. So in the pool, he, uh, he wasn't able to do anything because he's underwater. So his wife bought him a, an underwater like iPod that he could listen to, I guess such a thing exists, that, they, that he can listen under the water to Shirim or whatever else. So he was thinking that normally when he goes to learn in the base Madrash, he's mocked to wear a yarmulke and a shirt. And, uh, you know, is, is it like a problem that he's learning, that he's listening to a shir, wearing neither a yarmulke nor a shirt, for that matter, as he's, uh, as he's swimming? He wanted to know if it's permissible for him to learn Torah in that... Uh, in, in that situation. So there are really three issues over here. There's learning without a yarmulke. You're allowed to learn without a yarmulke. There's learning without a shirt. Are you allowed to learn without a shirt? And there's learning versus listening, meaning he's not actually holding a safe or open underwater. They have not yet invented that. He is, uh, he's not teaching. He's not speaking. He's, he's listening to, uh, to Divrei Torah. So let's take one by one. Learning without a yarmulke. Now, in general, the chiv to wear a yarmulke in shas, it comes up in a lot of different places in shas, the idea of head coverings, a couple of gemaras in Masechus Kiddush, the gemara Masechus Shabbos, a few different places. The implication of all the sugyas, and we've discussed this in other shiurim, the implication of all the sugyas is that wearing a yarmulke is some type of midas chasidus. Tesili, the gemara says, one of the gemara says, I deserve credit because I don't walk down the ramos, but Sounds like it's only a Midas Chasidus. The Gemara Kiddushin tells us how one Amora wouldn't talk to the other Amora because he came without a head covering and that signified the fact that he wasn't married but he was over 20 years old. How could you be over 20 years old and not married yet? And that's why I wouldn't talk to him but not because he wasn't wearing a yarmulke, meaning that it was just that it was understood that he only wore, wore something on your head when he got married. So it seems, and the Beis Yosef quotes from several Rishonim, that the idea of wearing a yarmulke is a Midas Chasidus. However, the Taz and the side of the Shulchan Paskins, that nowadays it's a dindal raisa because it's chukas hagoyim to walk around without a yarmulke. Ravad Yosef has an, uh, an, uh, an analysis of whether this is actually chukas hagoyim. Is it a minik pritzos? What is it? Is it a minik level dezara? What exactly is this? But he says, you know what? Nowadays, the way we view yarmulke is it's like a, a response to mila shemelai. You know, that if someone wants to define himself as a Ben Torah, as Yerush Shemayim, as a Shomer Torah Mitzvot, that's the, the most fundamental thing we do. Is you see someone wearing a yarmulke, you know, you can say, you see, you're in a Disney World, and you see someone wearing a yarmulke, oh, Mincha Minion at the castle, at the whatever. So every hour on the hour. So, so the, you know that you can, uh, you can identify with that person as a Shomer Torah Mitzvot. So uh, yarmulke has that, uh, that meaning to it. Not to be motzi as kara begiloy arosh, meaning not to mention the shem Hashem 
Begilu Yarosh. So, but that's a different Madrego already. You're talking Shem Hashem. However, the Mishabura in Simon Beis, if Kratnir Beis, says the same is true with learning. That one should not learn Begilu Yarosh, which should be Machmer for the Yeshom, but being Masker Shem Shemayim. And the same is true when it comes to learning. I saw in a uh, Sefer, many of these Marmakomas taken from the Sefer, Otsar Hakipa. I don't know if you've seen this in the Sfarma story. There is a two volume. Big fat sefer all about male head coverings, about yarmulkes and hats and the like. On the front of the sefer, there's a little picture of a yarmulke and a fedora and a strimal. So uh, you know different types of of head coverings. It was written by a fellow by the name of Rabbi Ari Wasserman, who is a very inspiring person in general. He's uh, he, he was an attorney. Um, uh, he worked for Sullivan Cromwell and a few other uh, big places. He retired early, and now he just writes Svarim and teaches in Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. He's written the five-volume set of Hegione HaParsha, of Halacha Gishu's to the Parsha. He just wrote, to my mind, his best work yet, which is called Making It Work, an English book on Halachos in the Workplace. And he knows, because he's been there. So uh, anyway, so in his Sefer Otsar Akipa, which is... The, it's just like robust. It's this two-volume sefer on uh, on, on kippos. He quotes from the Chuvas Rabbi Yehuda ben Harash. Yehuda, and he goes through the history of who Rabbi Yehuda ben Harash was. But as his name suggests, he was the son of the Rush. And in the Chuvas Rabbi Yehuda ben Harash and Zichron Yehuda, Charles Chuvas Zichron Yehuda, it's called Simon Chaf. He writes, "V'tovu shalolesha begilei arosh b'shas alimud l'misha yuchalispo." If someone could tolerate a head covering, they should really have one on while they're learning, because it will be yoser be'ema. It will be more of a sense of awe while you're learning. But he says, I acknowledge that sometimes it just gets too hot and it's impossible. And then, uh, then you, you'll, you'll have to learn without a head covering. If it's just too difficult to be so well, a head covering. So one could argue based on that, well, could be extreme heat. Could also be if you're underwater and it's very, very difficult to be so well a head covering while you're, uh, while you're underwater. However, that tshuva and many of his tshuvas are subject to some uh, debate as to its authenticity. In the Chuvas of Rabbi Israel Hildesheimer, in the Milum, in Simon Ration and Gimel, he has a Ksav Yad from Rabbi De Ben Rosh that adds, Kvar Nahakti Ba'atz Mileshev Bekovesh al Pishtan Dak. says, So when it's really, really hot, I think the proper thing to do is instead of wearing a heavy hat, to wear a straw hat or something lighter that's not going to really affect. I mean, most of our yarmulkes, we don't really feel much of an effect. From the uh, from the heat, as if it's uh, it's not like we're wearing a, a wool hat. So there's a whole discussion, a historical discussion, about how reliable that particular tshuva is from Yudav and Arash. The Marshal in Simonayin Beis writes that he heard about a Chacham Echad, that when he would learn, he would learn B'gilo Yerosh, and he would say it's just easier for him to concentrate. Marshal says, Mikolmakom nir be'enai, afshein isr bedavar. He says there's no issue to learn Begilu Yarosh. Vaflo Midas Chasidus. And it's not even a Midas Chasidus Kisheino Maskir Hashem. As long as you're not mentioning Hashem Hashem. Different than the Mishaburah. Mishaburah associated learning with mentioning Hashem Hashem. Marshal says no. Mentioning Hashem Hashem is one thing. Learning something else. 
But he says a Tamil Chacham should be Nizr in this. A Tamil Chacham, you know, people are going to think that he's not taking learning seriously if he learns in such a way. And even if you're learning privately in a room, uh, you should still, and no one's looking, still, even things that are only us because of Marasayim, you shouldn't even do them privately. That uh, the Gemara tells them Sechus Beitza and elsewhere. So, uh, so that, therefore, it, it's it's most advisable that he should be wearing wearing a yarmulke. So, at the end of the day, is there a uh, an absolute halachic requirement to wear a yarmulke while learning? Well, certainly, if you're if you're in a capacity where uh, it's it's easy to do, then it would seem that all the poskim would strongly encourage it. Um, it, it's also important to realize that over time, over historically, the de- development of uh, the way things happened with the Haskalah and the reform, not wearing, and like Ravadi pointed out, not wearing a yarmulke has other implications, and certainly some learning without a yarmulke paints a certain picture of a lack of Yerushalayim, but when you're going swimming, I don't think you have that same picture of a lack of Yerushalayim. I mean, the obvious reason the person is not wearing yarmulke is because he's in a swimming pool. It's not because he lacks the Yeras Shemayim. What about learning without a shirt on? So davening requires uh, dressing like your Omed Lufnei HaMelech. What about learning? Is there any such requirement in learning to be dressed like your Omed Lufnei HaMelech? So the answer is no. Even, even brachos, you're just not allowed to be in front of an erva when you say a bracha, you're not allowed to have libo roa as a erva. So if one is wearing a long, loose robe, but nothing underneath it, where it's libo roa as a erva, that is a problem. Shulchanarach and Reish Vav, Siv Gimel says, not to make a bracha when libo roa as a erva, or begilo erosh, sounding like uh, gilo erosh, is, is, is even worse than being shirtless because he makes no is or saying a bracha without a shirt on. So it makes it sound like Yilei Rosh is even worse, but that's a different story. So it, it, it could very well be that there's no iser, that uh, you're not addressing the Rebbe Shalom in tefillah, so you're not omid b'fnei melech, um, and, and you're of libo ro'a Now, certainly um, w- one could make the argument uh, that it can't be better than having an exposed head. Meaning, if you're going to say that you're not supposed to learn with uh, without a yamaka, you can't say that you should learn without a shirt. Like having a yamaka without a shirt seems a little bit, uh, you know, incongruous. Uh, Yalkut Yosef in Rochaim Sun Zion points out that the Shulchan Aruch and Kufpei Gimel Siftes says that uh, someone who's being mavarich has to be be'ema. You have to have a sense of ema. And Yalkut Yosef finds it difficult to believe that someone in a bathing suit has a sense of ema that uh, uh, when to, to make a bracha. But again, there's likely a difference between a bracha on the one hand and lima Torah on the other hand. The bracha is directly addressing the Ribbon Shalom. Lima Torah, you're not directly addressing the Ribbon Shalom, you're doing a very great mitzvah, but you're not directly addressing the Ribbon Shalom. So there's probably room to be making in, you know, obviously when you want to feel a sense of respect. I remember I once had a Talmud that asked me uh, to ask Rav a certain shaila, very, very difficult, uh, gut-wrenching kind of shaila, and I had Rav Shechter in the car, so I called him up on the phone. I called up the Talmud. He was uh, in 12th grade at the time. And I said, you know, I have Rav Shechter right here in the car, so you could ask him for Shaila. He says, I remember his response was, oh my God, I better get a shirt on. You know, so he, he felt like uncomfortable. I mean, he was on speaker and Rav Shechter like laughed a little bit, but he was, he was you know, he felt uncomfortable. How could I be talking to Rav Shechter even though he didn't see me wear, not wearing a shirt? Okay, so that's uh, certainly a problem. But a person's going swimming, so he's He's wearing normal uh, swim clothing. Um, I would think that that would not be a not be a problem. 
plus you have an, an additional major sniff lahakel over here, and that is that there's very likely a difference between learning versus listening. The Shulchan Aruch and some of Dalit says you don't have to say birchsa Torah to be maharher b'divrei Torah. Mishum Bruin Sivkat and Hay explains because here is lav kidibur dami. If you're just going to be thinking and learning, but not speaking and learning, that's not. Uh, they wouldn't even warrant birchsa Torah. The Gura on the spot disagrees and says it does warrant a birch story, but the Biralach over there explains that the Gra agrees that hearer is love, Kidibadami, that thinking is not the same as speaking. It's just that the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is Vigisa Bo Yama Balayla. Vigisa means to be thinking about it, to be engaged mentally, not to uh, to be speaking. There's no din of Dibur in Talmud Torah. In the Chuvas Vayomer Meir, Simon Dalit, quoted in the Sefer Atzarkipa, he points out in a situation where you can't have your head covered, um, you can, he, he was asked whether you can learn, let's say you're in a uh, courthouse where they don't allow you to have a head covering and there's a lot of downtime, can you learn? And he suggests better not to be machnish yourself into the suffix, it's too much of a machlokas, so don't learn. I found that very strange. What do you mean better not to be machnish yourself into suffix? It's also suffix bittel Torah. So why should you be machnish yourself into that suffix? And then he goes through this whole thing about how, you know, if it's, you're not allowed to learn in the makom matunaf, and when you're not wearing a head covering, that's smelly. I don't know what that even means. Such a strange, strange uh, cheshbin that he, that he has. It would seem more likely that you would say that when it comes to Shem Hashem, so as a machlokas achronim, whether a person with an exposed head can be yotzei a bracha, when you hear uh, someone else who's wearing the yamka say a bracha, can you be yotzei if you're not wearing the yamka? That's a machlokas achronim, primugadim quotes between the dark emosh and the bach. Primugadim is not lahachmir, but that's shem Hashem. When it comes to learning, I would think that it would be mutter. In fact, the Sefer Shili, the Kaitos, and Kov quotes from Ravel Yashiv, that you're allowed to talk in learning without a head covering. Um, and... Uh, and 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 uh, that's 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 fine. It's a midas chasidus, and therefore you're allowed to uh, even talk in learning. Certainly to listen in learning. In fact, Rav Sternbach has a tshuva in tshuvas van hagos chelik beisim nevav about someone getting a haircut. That while you're getting a haircut, can you listen to people talking and learning? If you pick a barber who is a ben Torah and is talking to you and learning the whole time, so you're allowed to uh, you're allowed to do that. I remember in Eretz Yisrael when I was uh, learning in Eretz Yisrael for the year, I went to get a haircut at one point. One time I actually didn't get in yeshiva for whatever reason, I don't remember why. And I went to a barber and the barbershop had a chumash and a mishnabura and you know, that's, that's instead of People Magazine and Sports <laughs> Illustrated or whatever. So that's what they had for people to, to read in the meantime. So if people are talking to you and learning it, you're not wearing a yarmulke while you're getting a haircut. Unless you're the rugged shaver, then you're not getting a haircut either. So you're not wearing a yarmulke when you're getting a haircut. So, uh, so he talks about that and he says, at least we could be able to listen to people talking and learning. So I would think in this case as well, a fellow wants to go swimming and he wants to be listening to a shear on, uh, on his waterproof cool gadget that he, that he has, I would think that that's perfectly okay, um, even, uh, even though he's not dressed in a way that you would normally be dressed when you go into a base medrash.